somebody. Once the shit gets uh, legalized, you guys gotta have an episode where everyone just rips it, like we're passing around a joint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that would be, be crazy. Amazing. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that, would that would be wild. Yeah. Being here, fired up, literally. Dude, that would be crazy. Fired up edition. Soon enough. These glasses are crazy too. That's awesome. Damn, this is really a dope ass setup. Like now that I'm in here, this is this is crazy. This is awesome. I do. I love the logo. Trying to do How, it right, dude. You know what my friend did to me? My my friend. Okay, so I I was over at my friend's house, and I just bring my food everywhere. So I I had Chipotle to go, and I took my Chipotle there, and. Uh, he was like, "Yo, yeah, like have this hot sauce." He gave me the hottest hot sauce mm. at the like you know at the end of the episode. It's like called the one or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but the you last put on like dab. one. Yeah, the last dab. You put one dot on it. Yep. He just gave it to me, but the logo was off. He took the logo off, and nah. I was just caking my shit. On. We're not friends anymore. Dead <laughs> ass. I'm dead ass. Yeah, no, I'm dead bro. ass. Damn. Um, and he was just caking the shit on, and. I, like, my whole body was just on fire. Like, the inside <laughs> of my body was on fire for, like, three hours. And it took me out. We, they were all at the, they were outside using the pool. I couldn't use the pool. <laughs> I, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, I made that mistake once, too, with uh, my, like, sister-in-law's dad. You know, I'm like, I, I couldn't say no. I read the label. Label was on it. It said, yeah. like, the hottest motherfucking sauce in the world. I'm like, eh, I'm good with hot stuff. Yeah. Put it on this, like, fucking, I don't know, it was like a bratwurst i don't even know what the fuck they were making but oh my god slap just slapped it all over this motherfucking thing yeah it was literally the worst night of my life like it it almost it was like so hot you want to throw up yeah like i don't know why people do that like why do you people make things like that (laughs) you know i don't get it it's literally just for the challenge itself like it's not enjoyable it's not an enjoyable experience it's it's made to like just give people pain yeah you know? That's like we used to have like cookouts and shit, and for some reason, like there would be like always that like older cousin or something. Like, oh, I want a hot dog at the cookout. Give you a hot sausage. Yeah. Then you yeah. take a bite, you over there dying, yeah. like nine years old, about to pep. Like, about to cry. Right. All kinds of shit. Oh my God. Yeah. If you eat a hot sausage and drink a soda, yeah, you might as well, you know what I'm saying, sign it's, that death warrant. Is that a bad combo? Bro. Is that horrible like, combo. Is that like an orange juice and toothpaste type it's Horrible. Ooh. Like, Ooh. similar. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Nothing but horrible That's combination. That's so right damn there. good. Damn. It's bad, bro. It's terrible. All right, guys. I think we are in it officially. Oh, Happy power. Yeah. David. I give you guys the green light. All right, back. Action. So we're here with Sean Mills. Been a Powerbill gym member for like last two years, right? I think... Yeah, last two years, yes, more or less. Almost, almost two years. He, you came in right after like, the right, COVID. right in the midst of quarantine. Yeah, yeah, because that was when Tony was in the picture. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. You and Tony kind of showed up around the same time, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, you guys all probably know him. Follow him on IG at Weez. But yeah, he's been here doing his thing for a while now, so we figured it'd be good to get him on, talk about what he's got coming on, coming up, and uh, yeah, what is in the works for you right now. <sighs> So I've been, I haven't really talked about it much uh, publicly, just the people close to me know, but I'm actually two and a half weeks out from like junior nationals slash collegiate nationals. Breaking news. Yeah, in, <laughs> in uh, Chicago right now. Shit. So yeah, I was up in the air between doing Powerlifting America and USAPL just because of the whole IPF split. 
but I ultimately decided to go with USAPL just because most of the competitive people in each weight class are, are doing USAPL. And just to me personally, it didn't mean much going to Powerlifting America Nationals and then trying to qualify to go to IPF Worlds to potentially become a world champion if the person who was strong, or if there was someone stronger, like in the USAPL equivalent weight class, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, are you really the world champion if someone in the USAPL is totaling 50 kilos more? Yeah. And so like that kind of whole thing along with USAPL production value and how they do their meets. I just didn't, there was too much ambiguity with powerlifting America and what their meets would end up looking like. And me personally, just 110 kilos is a better weight class. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> a better weight class. Yeah, today. No, um, so I just ended up going USAPL. So I yeah. say, like considering um like Powers in America is new, that I feel like that was bound to happen. Like there's so many questions that need to be answered. Yeah, it's pretty unknown. Yeah, like it's it's something that came out like what early last year? Did it come yeah, out early I, last year? Like I mean, summertime? officially what I feel like only like two months ago. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. at first like at first it was like being talked about. You seen like an Instagram account come up, didn't know what was going on. Like Literally. there was no like real face of the the federation right. so you're like what the fuck is this real is this a meme like yeah you and i were talking about it like two months ago we just didn't know what was going on we didn't really know what was going to happen until january and by then people were already on meat preps for potential meats and so i was just like i'm gonna i'm gonna go with what i know already exists and what works mm -hmm. which is usapl so i mean i'm not saying that i'm gonna be here forever uh i never like to put absolutes on things but uh, for the foreseeable future, it's going to be USAPL. So, yeah, two and, a, two and a half weeks out from collegiate slash junior nationals. The way that they do that meet is weird because they have, like, juniors, obviously people 20 through 23, and then collegiates who was just, like, anyone who attends a university. Okay, I was always confused about yeah. that, too. I was bound to ask you because yeah. I was always confused. So last year, the way they did it was people competed, like, regardless of junior or collegiate, two different divisions. They just did it on the same day. Hmm. And um, But the way they're doing it this year is they're just doing collegiate and then junior at the very end. So I was in this position between deciding whether or not I wanted to sign up for collegiate or junior because I qualify for both. Like, I... I'm a Penn State student, and I'm 20 years old. And I ultimately decided to go with Junior just because I looked at the roster and, like, who was signed up. And under collegiate, there was just – there was, like, 30 or 40 kids under 110 kilos, and, like, their, sub, their qualifying totals were, like, five to 600 kilos. Basically, juniors are more competitive. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So like the juniors, you go like, yeah. Yeah, so – so in juniors, it was just much more competitive in terms of, like, there were, like, three, four kids that are totaling all above 800, especially, like, the kid who I went head-to-head -head with last year who almost pulled for the win against me. So, yeah. Who that's, who, oh, yeah, who is that? I think is his name is like Poe Boy or Instagram. something. Yeah. Poe uh, Boy, uh, Paul Harayo. He, uh, he lives in Chicago. Oh, okay. And, but there's another one from South Dakota who's sponsored by Powerbill named Arthur French. Oh, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> that kid is a freak. Yeah, and Arthur's actually coached by Paul. Yeah, So that's right. I'm competing against both of them. Like, and we're all, like, all three of us are going Arthur's head -to -head. 110? Yeah, they're, they're all 110. Damn, I thought I don't 
I mean, yeah, I guess six. They're yeah, tall. I thought he was class. maybe like two twenty, but Mm-mm, nah. Hmm. Paul or Arthur is like six foot one, six foot two, and he's like he's a big ass dude. So. All the, all, he must just be hanging out with a bunch of big ass motherfuckers out there because he looks like normal size. You're like, <laughs> oh, he's probably five ten. Nah, yeah, nah, he's, they're all he's just huge. Built different big units out there. Mm-hmm. I'll be cracking up because like whenever I'm watching somebody's social media and I haven't seen them in real life. I don't even pay attention to how you look in the camera anymore. I go find a squat <laughs> video and look at the rack height. Yes, yeah, that's, that's like smart. that's how I can tell. Cause I thought, like I thought there were some people on social media. I thought that were taller than me. I meet them in person. They're like short. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I Nine times out of ten, they're smaller. Than you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, everyone looks like a monster, like on a video on Instagram. When you see me in real life, they're all like five five. Mm-hmm. You can look at the rack height. But just because there's so many different combo racks, what I like to do is I look at when they're squatting, I look at the proportion of the kilos relative to, like, the size of their body. Like, yeah, how, yeah, how okay. big a red is, like, compared to, like, their head or, like, their, like, torso mm-hmm, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then you can really tell, like, how big someone <laughs> oh, yeah, is. Yeah, I've had yeah. so many different people tell me that I'm bigger in person, which makes me wonder, like, I, I ask them this. I'm like, do I look small on Instagram? Like, what is it? And they're like, no, you're just, like, bigger. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I just, like, still don't know what that means, but I'm just like, hey, like, I, I appreciate it, I guess. Well, I think it's just rare. Like, most of the time, again, I think everyone's anticipating, you know, something. They have their perception of what you're going to look like. It's rare when somebody's, like, actually, like, what are you, 6'1"? No, like, 6 foot six flat. 6 foot even? Yeah. But, yeah, it's rare. Like, you don't come across too many people that are, like, truly, like, Jacked, strong, and then they're six foot. Yeah, I mean, powerlifting, so. it's like a very. I Everyone's mean, like five eight and under. Five eight, you're tall. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I still remember, like, when I was competing, the only time I ever made prime time, I was with, ever, like, Ashton, Bryce, mm-hmm. uh, Wilson, I think, just switched to 105s. Yeah. I don't know. It was. I felt like a fucking giant. When we were all weighing in, I was like looking around. I was like, they're all just small. I'm like, I don't know. This sport ain't for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers are way stronger than me. And they're fucking tanks. like, yeah, dude. They're like, they just got, you know, they're stocky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's always interesting when you see those people. Bodybuilding is a whole other thing, man. You go to bodybuilding shows like the Olympia. Yeah, I remember dude, like they, some of those dudes these, these Olympia competitors walk up and I'd be like, that's him. Like that little dude. I mean, they're fucking as wide as they are tall, yeah. but. Yeah, it's always crazy. I don't know, like being six foot, competing in like powerlifting or bodybuilding, you're like you're definitely like an anomaly. Like, not very often. I suppose. So. Yeah, I remember when I met Jay Cutler. I was just like, I was yep. just about to reference him. Yeah. Obviously, he was like I met him at the at the what was it called the gym. Oh yeah, Warhouse. Yeah, I was yeah. there for that, and uh, I was there with a couple buddies. And he was just walking around. I'm like, damn, like he's big, but like yeah. I thought he was gonna be a little bit taller. He's jacked, but yeah, he's like he's fucking. Wide, but yeah, he's like five. All my five, life eight, thought he was maybe? like. All my life thought he was like six three. No, I dude, life. I thought he was right. the largest human. I, in the world. Like, we all did because that, that's the way. Like the, the cameras, like that's the way. Like it's the angles, and on the, the magazine covers, like yeah, looks like, like fucking King Kong. Like you're like, <laughs> actually, good lord, yeah. this dude's enormous. Mm-hmm. That's wild. But yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. I um, it's at the the actual nationals is in. Chicago area, right? Lombard. Yeah. So it's the same venue as 2019's Raw Nationals. Yeah. It's the same exact venue. So Got hopefully you. the production right. quality is the same. Because I, I I wasn't even competing back in 2019 yeah. Raw Nationals. I got right into it towards like November of 2019, uh, right before quarantine. And I just remember seeing all the meet recaps of 2019 Raw Nationals. And I was like, damn, like this looks legit. So yeah, hopefully it's the same production quality. But it's going to be exciting to see. How'd you end up getting into the like competitive powerlifting oh man okay so i was a freshman in high school i mean freshman in college and 
I had been lifting ever since I was like 13, 14, ever since middle school. But I was just doing bro splits. I feel like that's kind of how we all started. 100%. Yeah. Low key. Just trying to get jacked. Yeah, exactly. So I, I had a. This kid who I used to be friends with back in high school, he was programming for me, just uh, programming me basic, like, DUP, like, 531 type things. And I was just getting strong as shit off of it after every single block, just getting stronger and stronger. And that's where I went to college uh, my freshman year of Penn State. And I met this kid who's my best friend now named Joe Wee. And what up, Joe Wee? You yeah, the man. Shout out Joe Wee. And that, that's, that's, my, that's my boy. But... He had been competing for like three, four years prior, like 2016, maybe even 2015, like like Raw Nationals. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been in this thing for a brick. And so he had seen like kind of the sport progress over time since the days of Candido and Omar Isoff. And he met me and he just saw this kid who ge genetically had the ability to just get stronger faster than the average person and he saw what the programming that I was doing currently and he convinced me to sign up for a meet and join the Penn State powerlifting club and so I did that meet and I did fine I think I went like eight for nine I think I went like 573 308 573 or something like that yeah. I, I think I benched a little bit less honestly but I don't remember um and then after that just the way my training was going, I started to stagnate, and he saw that the the programming that I was on wasn't the best quality, so he convinced me to get a coach. So, um, at around like January of 2020, right after I went to this New Year's Eve event at Warhouse and like pulled my first 700 on like a pound plate or like a uh, deadlift bar with pound plates and straps, he convinced me to get a coach. So I emailed, I think I DM'd you, and then I DM'd. Sean Noriega, and then I DM'd, or I emailed Sean Noriega and then Joey Flex. And I literally, like, sent, like, everyone, well, I don't, I'm not sure I sent it to you, but I sent Sean Noriega and Joey the same email, like, word for word, but I just changed <laughs> out the names, like, Joey and then Sean at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, Sean didn't email me for, like, three months later. Sean, you fucked up. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> no, it's all love. Um, yeah, he just like didn't email me back and then Joey got back to me within like a week and he's like, yeah. I would have got like, back to him in fucking hour. <laughs> well, I, I think what it was was I like after I pulled that 700, I think because that's when Power Build was starting. So I, I got followed by like the Power Build account and then like, like CT underscore Whitney. And then I think we were just talking, and I, I think I said to you, like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back from, for spring break in a couple months. Let's, like, talk when I get back or whatever. But, like, I just, like, looked for coaching in the meantime. Yeah. That's how I ended up with uh, Joey. But, yeah, so Joey, Joey got back to me, and we started off our first couple blocks, and we were going to do collegiate nationals, um, like, that April. But just because of, like, quarantine and everything got just pushed back, so I ended up just lifting in my basement for a couple months and then that's eventually how I found power build. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So you haven't even really been at it that that long. Like two years. Yeah. Two that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Bro, I'll be like I'll be swearing I'm old as shit. Like I'll be feeling like I came super late and everybody's like right around the same time frame. Like No, yeah, I think I mean you you were a little bit after Sean in Power Build, but like you had already developed like the base. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like a lot of people think a lot of these people who are like competing at a high level now have been doing it forever. 
They really haven't, because in the last podcast we were talking, like, Alex, he knows Taylor pretty well, and, like, everyone's like, oh, Taylor's been training for, like, decades. Motherfucker's, <laughs> like, 30. Yeah. But he only started, I guess, lifting when he was, like, done college and was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to do something now. Yeah. So, I mean, although, yes, he's been at it a while now, when he was already winning Raw Nationals, like, he had, like, just fucking started. Like, right, literally. That's wild. That's mm-hmm. just, like, you know, it goes to show you, like, you know, everyone's kind of got, like, that initial ability, and everyone responds differently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you put in the work, like, you can get to, like, elite levels. Right. You just don't expect it to be the same as the guy you're watching on Instagram. I was about to say, I feel like it's a it's about how, like, far you take it and how focused you stay, like, and, like you said, like, 6 plus 4 and 5 plus 5 both equal 10. Right. Like, different ways to get to your goals. So you yeah. can't, like you said, you can't be on social media watching the guy that you love to watch live and then trying to emulate and do the exact same shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's counterintuitive. No, yeah. It's wild, though. I'm excited. I think I'm I'm actually going to try and get out there. I have a few people doing that meet. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's like a, what is it? Fri- is it Friday through? It's like Friday through, like, Thursday or some shit. What's, what's up with big? that schedule? It's so uh, weird. It's, like, we got that same thing for, like, USPA National. Yeah, it's I don't like know Thursday why they're doing that shit. Just, like, start early in the week and end by, like, Friday. Or Monday through Friday was, like, the best thing that happened. I know. And, and then like, you, you can, like, like kind of celebrate over the weekend. Like, I can the meet over. It's, like, so strange. Man, Wednesday. That yeah. sucks. I have, like, exams that week. I have to balance around. Like, it's so annoying. Stressful. they do that. Do yeah. better. I don't know. I couldn't even begin to explain. So, what do we got? Are you Are you willing to give out? Goals for the meet? Oh, man. I don't like to do this because I just feel whenever somebody with some kind of presence puts out a statement just talking about what, they, what they're going to do or what they plan to hit, oh, it just, it's a recipe for disaster. Some haters, like, writing it down uh, in his journal. And he's like, I'm going to fucking grill him if he doesn't <laughs> hit this. <laughs> no, that's what I'm, like, it's just, it sets you up for disaster because if you don't hit that or if you say what records you're going to break, this, that, and the third, and then you don't do it, you just it doesn't look good. So, I mean, like, anywhere, I, I'm trying to hit, like, anywhere between, like, mid-sevens on squat and, like, low to mid-sevens on squat. Uh, low fours on bench, and then hopefully mid to high sevens on deadlift. I don't want to say any specific numbers uh, because anything can happen meet day, and it's always a humbling experience when meets don't go your way. But uh, I'm just going to go and perform to the best of my abilities. Fairly large PRs for probably everything. Yeah, right? I'm trying to PR on everything. Yeah, every, Based on the numbers that I know you hit in the last Nationals, I think those are all going to be PRs. Yeah, I hope so. Squat, you're going to PR. Bench, you're going to maybe a smaller PR, but you're still yeah. going to PR. Yeah, Squat, bench is Deadlift, I, I mean, deadlift is like fucking went wild lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, my, my meat PRs currently are um, 701, 408, and then 716 or 717. And, um, yeah, just the way training. All insane done. numbers already, but yeah. just based on training. Yeah, hopefully I feel like those are all training. Those are all getting hit pretty casually. You could even, like, just kind of, like, sand. You could probably sandbag and, like, mm-hmm. your NPRs. Yeah, so that's a good spot to be at. Um, but I'll say, as far as weight, like, are you, like, not even worried about cutting or anything? I feel like you're not even close. No, nah, so I, I pretty much wake up at weight. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if anything, I'm, I'm not – I'm, I'm working with my nutritionist uh, fam to just kind of maintain weight. And then if I need to water cut, like if I need if I need to spit a pound or so or a kilo or so, it, sh- it shouldn't have any big effect. Right. So I'm not too, too worried about that. But it's more so just about after this meet kind of staying at this weight and just kind of like recomping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 110s were like a 
you were probably ex- excited about the one tens. Right? Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great because because <laughs> yeah. being six feet tall and you know this, having to go all the way to two thirty one. Yeah. When you really, in order to be competitive, you have to fill out your frame. It's tough to make it all the way to two thirty one. So yeah, two forty two is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Because I was one oh fives for most of like that was all you I did. That's all I did in USAPL. Yeah. And then going to the USPA, they had two forty twos. I'm like, fuck it, yeah, it's easy. Like. I usually try and sit around 240 myself, so I'm like, I, I can actually like try and get mm-hmm. even bigger yeah. with no worry whatsoever, because it's not exact. Like, it's tough for me to kind of like push past 240. Mm-hmm. I mean, my diet's shit. We already talked about this, and just <laughs> you just have like, so much going on. It's you know? hard. It's just hard. yeah. It, in reality, it's like not even necessarily like I'm eating like the, the worst foods. It's just not enough. I yeah. just don't eat enough. I don't like fuel my body enough. But whatever, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but Actually, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about you brought up your, like, diet coach or nutritionist. Right. He's, a new, like, nutritionist, right? Yeah, my nutritionist. Because yeah. I've been seeing his name pop up fucking everywhere. Like, yeah. what's going on with this dude and, like, <laughs> what type of effect do you think it's had? Because, I mean, how long have you been with uh, – what's his name, by the way? Give him a little shout-out. Uh, Just Famished Fit on Instagram. Yeah, like Famished yeah. Fit. Yeah. So, yeah, how long have you been with him? Uh, Ever since August or maybe July. So actually. a little while. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, is there, like, correlation, obviously? Like, I feel like numbers have been, like... Yeah, I mean, well, he's definitely enlightened me a bit as to just kind of how you want to balance or, like, time your carbs with training and whatnot. He's given me my macros and... uh, Heavy importance. Yeah, it's just, you know, just he's taught me a lot more about eating right and kind of how you want to time your foods and what you want to do. And he's given me a lot of... uh, cooking recommendations as well you know just i'm trying to eat more whole foods as opposed to just uh, a lot of artificial uh stuff that's not necessarily like quality how much fair life you drinking a day right now i'm still dr- okay so we have a thing <laughs> where like he's tried to wean me off the fair life because it's just he's told me that it's just better to be eating your foods as yeah. opposed from drinking your macros um just given my lifestyle with having to balance like all these courses and then um, trying to do start like my own business and then managing crypto and then training and just all these different things I do have to drink a lot of my macros still so I'm trying to limit to like one two liter of fair or not two liter what's it like one point a half gallon like, like a, a half yeah, gallon yeah, they, of fair. I think they're like half gallon I try to limit myself to like one of those a day i try um but like it used to be like two to three of those a day yeah, used to fucking hammer them yeah uh, i think you damn. like yeah you got julius on this like sean drinks fair life so like everyone's gonna drink fair life it's like Bro, we were motherfucker drink, or eat some real food right, like he's yeah. like, all i see him do is drink fair life i'm like dude yeah he was clearing aisles in Cali. like he was clear no to target know. I put a lot of people – I'm going to take credit for it. I put a lot of people on a fair yeah. life. It was definitely – it had to be you. I mean, like, I don't. I didn't see it before you started, like, always having one in your hand when you walked in power build, like, Conchi. I, like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, this kid really likes fucking chocolate. They're milk. not right. bad either. It's just, like – It's I, good I macros. I yeah. It's just a lot of sugar, but it's just, like, eat your damn food, bro. Yeah, like, if you can eat a real meal. Go get a rice cooker. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? it's a like, rice cooker is your best friend. Even people with, like, uh, you know, they go crazy with, like, their whatever protein – yeah. supplements they take it's like guys if you can get it through your real food it's better it's better by all you. means that's better like yeah. the protein 
powder is a supplement for a reason. It should mm -hmm. supplement what Whatever you're already you yeah, eating right. in your regular diet. So. Yeah. so I have kids on Instagram like tagging me in their Fairlife purchases, and it makes me cringe because it's just like, yes, like the Fairlife's good, and I used to drink a lot of Fairlife, but like you should be eating food. You know? Yeah, especially like being like younger, I feel like you should. Fuck yeah, you should you're eat. literally in your prime for growth. Yeah, and you're literally just drinking chocolate milk. Like, <laughs> what the? <Yeah>. F <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I also wanted to get into because like, and we've talked about this like before, but uh -huh. you obviously exploded onto the scene. Like, came to the gym, you're already strong, but your numbers started going crazy. Mm -hmm. Instagram started going crazy. How like? I don't know if we want to get into like some of the stories or like DMs Bruh. and stuff like that, but like, what's it been like dealing with becoming more popular? And you are now like you're an influence. Like you get motherfuckers that come to the gym. They got your haircut. Oh, they got all shit. your fucking brands that you wear. Yeah. I have a story in specific I want to bring up. I want to ask you about, but I want to let you answer first. Okay, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, I mean that's a lot to unpack, but um, <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, I don't know. It's been something because like I didn't really ask for this. You know yeah. what I mean? I kind of just always posted what I wanted to po like. I, I started posting my lifts when I was a freshman in college and I didn't expect to gain a following or anything. I was just lifting in the I in the intramural building at Penn State on like some noodle bars and pound plates and uh, just posting my lifts from like my basement during quarantine. And I didn't think I was going to gain a following or anything. I just kind of was posted them to document my progress. And um, eventually it got posted on, like, King of the Lifts and then, like, another page called Rising Lifters. And that's when, like, my following went from, like, seven to, like, a thousand, like, 700 to a thousand. And then from there it went from, like, like 1,000 to, like, 2,500. And then it just started taking off at, like, this crazy rate to where, like, I'm at, like, almost 45K now. And um, it's opened a lot of doors for me, and, like, I would never trade it for anything else just because I'm very grateful of the situation I'm able to be in now and the money I'm able to make from it. But it's – I don't know. Um, sometimes it's, like it, – there's, like, pros and cons to it, you know? Um, I'm not, like, a super social – like, I'm pretty introverted. I kind of keep to myself and – the people that I know, I, I, I talk to, I give my everything to, but I'm not like a super like extroverted, like go out of my way to say hi to you person. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I suffer from like a bit of like social anxiety in like super like chaotic settings or like with people that I'm not comfortable with and, um, having to kind of like manage and work through that. Um, while being like, I hate the word, but like influencer, you yeah. know, it's tough, you know? So, I just feel like sometimes I'll come to the gym and I just want to be like any anyone else and just like put my headphones in and just lift and not worry about any of that. But when people like try to engage you or like say hi or this, that, and the third, like it's cool and like I'm always appreciative, but like I'm not always trying to be like an Instagram person. No, yeah. Sometimes, bro, the social battery just be low. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I remember specifically when Alpha Land opened. Um, uh, after, like this year I went there and I was just I was just so overwhelmed because there was just like thousands of people there and uh, like Get Better Today was having this booth and people were coming up to me and Russ and just like, making conversation and taking pictures and I was just like so out of my element that I just like mentally shut down and I was just like like I was like still taking pictures and like having to like I don't know I, I feel like there's a thing where a lot of people will come up and 
uh, like make conversation, but like they expect you to carry the conversation. Yeah. And it's like, be very you're, like you're coming up to me, very, very but like awkward. I'm expected to carry the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I hate that. Like I hate like that awkward shit. I can't do it. So I'm just like. Having to have like the same conversation. Oh, oh, where are you guys coming from? Oh, like, like, do you have any meets coming? Oh, like, what are you, what are your like goals? You know, it's it feels like super artificial, and I just I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm always like super appreciative of people coming up to me and like saying hi and like expressing their interest in like what I've done or like sharing things about themselves. Like, I always think that's super cool to have one on one, you know, uh, like real conversations, like real interactions with people. Um, it's just like me as a person, sometimes I just like can't deal with it. No, yeah. I think the best way to go about it is definitely where it's like organic. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes when it, I feel like it kind of feels forced at times. Right. Like, I don't like that I, like, feeling. I that's why that. I love like the podcast now because like we come in here and like pretty much everything is improv. Same thing with the member Mondays. We get on there. Right. Me and CT don't see the clips until we like yeah. actually go like to record it. So uh -huh. everything is just organic. Like all the reactions are real. Like, yeah. But <clears throat> it's a lot when you have to just do that time after, like, yeah, if, like, like at that event, I'm assuming you're like answering the same questions. So many people saying the same things. They're saying the same things to you. It's like hard to like mentally actually stay like checked into like what you're doing. It's very hard. And then you're like worried about, oh man, I don't want them to think I'm a dick. So like, no, you're like, yeah. then you like put that pressure on yourself. You're like, that's where the anxiety comes in. Yeah. I've like and had that thing. Like people just because like I have like a following, I feel as if. And I mean, this might just be me saying this, but I just feel sometimes I'm held to a higher standard than like the average human being in the sense where if I'm not going out of my way to say hi to someone who might be a regular <clears throat> at some gym, then I'm like a bad person or whatever. When it's just like, if I don't like know you too well, like I don't, I mean, like I'm just not going to go out of my way to say hi to you. And he's basically referring to an exact situation that happened here. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, like, I, I, so I was going to bring that up too, like just to defend you essentially, like. I don't know. It's like, yeah, you come to your home gym. A lot of people you already know, but like, I don't know. You don't need to say hi yeah. to every single person when you walk in. You might know them. They, you might be cool, but it's like, when I come in the gym, if I fucking said hi to every single person, I'd be like, I'd be walking around the gym for an hour and a half, like yeah. greeting everyone. I know you just want to like do your own thing. Like, I fucking, I tunnel vision when I come in through the door and I'm like, right. please, nobody fucking say anything. I want to get to <laughs> my office and like get some shit right. done. Yeah. Same thing when I leave, like. When I leave now, I got like mm -hmm. the traditional, like at concert, you'd always be like, walk out of the office, peace. And right. then I like bolt yeah, through the door. Because, like, out of there. I, you know, <laughs> like if I came up, like, so, see you later, man, did all that. Like, it's, too it's much. an extra like 20 minutes. Yeah. I end up talking to somebody about something. It's like, I don't know. I, I totally get it. And I can't even imagine, like, you now, it's like on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I feel bad in a sense. Like, just let the kid, like, he wants to train, like, takes his shit serious. Yeah. Like, He's in the zone half the time. Like, let him be in the zone. You know right. what I mean? It's like, yeah. And what I'm not saying, like, don't come up to me or, like, don't talk to me yeah. at all. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, like, if I'm if I'm trying to lock in for a top set, just, like, let me hit that top set or, like, let me yeah. focus on my compounds. Like, you can come up, like, before or after and, like, you know, shoot the shit or whatever. But I just, like, sometimes I just need to, like, lock in. You know? Like, I, mem I remember it's, like, the same thing with, like, people asking questions about their form because like, I don't I, I don't think I'm qualified to give form advice so like please don't ask me about your form you know what I mean <laughs> coach like, Sean yeah like, <laughs> if, I, if I was qualified I'd be charging people but I'm yeah. not um but I mean it's super cool to have genuine interactions with people like you were saying Jeff or if someone wants to come up and like take a picture or whatever that's cool and all too I remember the first time I asked someone asked me for a picture at the OG Conchi 
uh, power build. I was like, why do you want a picture with me? Like the fuck? Like why do you want to take a picture? Like I don't. But like I don't know. It's it's cool to see over time <laughs> like how that you know it, yeah. it was a new experience. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah, what that was like. like. Well yeah, that came on strong. It was like. One day, it's just like, all of a sudden, like, yeah, you just wanted to pick. Like, when we went to Adelante and them dudes came up, like, we were just talking. I was yeah. like, oh, let me back up. Like, shit, <laughs> right. Like, no, it's crazy. always cool. I love that. And that that's, like, more so for the the um kind of in-person aspect of it. But, like, more so, like, when we talk about, like, the online aspect, I've seen a lot of weird shit. You yeah, know? I was going to say, I bet you get some weird-ass messages. People yeah. probably making some weird-ass requests. Listen, right. Uh, bro. The craziest question Sean came in and told me was when people started asking them, or people started asking, like, your friends that you go to Penn State with, Tom and uh, Liam, Tom and Liam yeah. they were like, what does we smell like? I was like, That's what yeah. the fuck is Weird. that? I was yeah. like, what is, like, it was in, like, the questions box. I was like, what <laughs> is that? Dying. I'm <laughs> like, yo, what, yeah. like, y'all want to know that? Like, mm-hmm. what does we, and then the other one, too, was, I remember we talked about it, and I was cracking up laughing. Yeah. There was a time where, uh, there was a kid on Instagram who changed his name to Cough. Yeah, because he's weed, and it was Cough. Yo, I flat out passed out in the gym. Like, I was in Kanchi when it happened. I was laughing my yeah. entire session. Was this like, the dude that looks kind? of, He's got like the same haircut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the funniest. That's crazy. I, I found mean, it funny. I knew it was cringe, but I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, that's funny as shit. I had to laugh. I'm like, bro, nah, this is crazy. Yeah, I just didn't know people go to those lengths, like. I mean, you see it too, like you look Russ. I feel like he's like inspired like a lot of people. Like they all do like mm-hmm. the something swole or like oh yeah, yeah. there's well, a lot you know, of swoles out there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of swoles out there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's you almost have to like you know take it as a compliment. Like yeah, no, you do have to take it as a compliment. But Low-key. sometimes it's like damn, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like for example, uh, when I first started my Instagram, I had some long ass hair, like some Tarzan hair. Oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. But then I was like, it's too much, so I, I I cut it, and I was just like, let me get a mullet, you know what I mean? Like, let me just, like, bring that back, you know? And I did that, and my my Instagram continued to grow. And then I just started seeing, like, so many of these kids, like, We're get mullets. mullets. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, like, was I ahead of the curb here? But I think a lot of people got a mullet in powerlifting because of me. Oh, yeah, I think you, you know? definitely had, like... You definitely had. A I don't know anyone on, else on that did it. Vibes, yeah. Like even like Max Taylor, I was telling him to get a mullet for the longest time, and he got one. And like now he's like that mullet's like part of his persona. You know what I mean? <laughs> we should grow mullets. Damn. Like okay. it's like I see a lot of people on Instagram <laughs> and, and, and in here with mullets. Yeah. You know, it's definitely definitely become a thing in the last like year or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, but and just the way people like. I've had a lot of positive, great experiences on Instagram, but a lot of people, like, going into, like, kind of some of the negative, a lot of people talk to you and treat you as if, like, you're not human just because you have a following and, like, you don't have feelings or, like, you don't, like, take anything to heart or you don't, like, they can just say whatever they want and it's like, damn, like, that's, like, really crazy because I know most of these people would not say it in person unless they had something, like, very wrong with them. Oh, yeah. I'm just like not one of those people that you can say that in person to. No, yeah, it's like people people just say anything on the damn internet. Like it's just to try and get a reaction. Yeah, it's like, to get a reaction, you it, know. And I'm usually pretty good about not responding, but sometimes I'm just like if I'm having a bad day, I just like let someone have it. I'm about to say it's just like letting steam off. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I do it for me, you know. I, like, <laughs> I do it for me. It's no, just yeah. like a punching bag. You deserve kinda. that. You know what I mean? I remember there was this one guy in particular that. So I'm sponsored by 110%, which is a pre-workout company. And 
this guy who had been trolling me like via DM, just like saying some dumbass shit. Um, he sent me a message and it was like a video. And he's like, hey, my, my bad, dude. Sorry for trolling you all these times. Like, that was a dick move of me. Uh, but I used your code on 110% to buy some pre-workout. And uh, I just want to let you know that. So it's a bit of money in your pocket. And I hit the, you know how, like, the video isn't showing? You have to hit the play video on mm -hmm. Instagram DMs. I play it. And it's a close-up video of his of him shitting out of his ass, bro. What? Yeah, like, like, so, like he was. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Like, out of everything you're about to say, I was. And he put it down there and like videoed it, and I was, I was taken back. I'm just like, Yo, this is fucked. Yeah, no, no this is crazy. Like, like, I was is, not expecting this that. Is like, one zero out of ten. Of, I've seen really wild shit, like from that people, both boys and girls, have sent me on social media, and this was a guy, and he, Girl, he. <laughs> Listen, we're not even getting into that. I know, I know, I know, I know my girl's watching, but, um, yeah, and so he plays a video, and I'm just like, what the fuck? And so I swipe off of it, but you know how, like, you can play videos twice? Mm -hmm. Um, so I screen record it, and... I take the video and I try to send it to his family on Facebook. Oh, and I, I, was gonna, I was gonna send it to his mom, his dad, his job, like the oh whole my. nine yards. <laughs> and I like put it on my story. I was like, does anyone, if anyone has any info on this guy, DM me right now. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm gonna ruin this guy. Yeah. And he's uh, coming through for everything. And he like. He deactivated his Instagram, like, the whole oh 90 yards and everything. Yeah. And uh, that Instagram was Instagram is... Damn. I can't even say Instagram is nuts. It's just, like, the, the users sometimes. It's they social just, media. Dude. And there's something in the water with uh, a lot of powerlifters that, like, a lot of powerlifters, like, do some crazy shit, you know? It is. I don't man. know what it is. It is getting weird, Like, man. do we not remember, like, we, that we are people outside the gym? Like, people don't care, nah. you know? They just say wild shit. They'll do, say anything. I don't Crazy. know if it comes from a source of insecurity or envy or if it's just trolling. I don't know what it is. Boredom. Yeah. Insecurity. Jealous. It's, like, everything. Yeah, and, and, and you just imagine, like, they have this platform where they could do whatever they want with basically no consequences. Yeah. No, for real. Like, that's the problem. There's no real life repercussions to yeah. the things you do on Zero. media. Like, like, like we said, Dave, Twitter mm -hmm. fingers. Yeah. So people so just. I, I've kind of had to like get used to people saying dumb shit or just trolling through social media. So that's why when someone like says something like whether it be like in person or like through social media, I'm just like very quick to like, all right, like just get that person out, like get them out. Literally. Know? Just keep it, it moving. All right. On that note, we've been wanting to do something special for this podcast, so we're gonna actually do a giveaway. With Sean. Revolutionary. Yeah. This is this is it. I don't know if they do this on other podcasts, but we're doing <laughs> it. All right. So the giveaway is going to be an Ohio Power Bar from Rogue. Shit. We're going to literally order it new, deliver it right to you. Or, because we were thinking about this, maybe you already have your own bar. Maybe you train at a gym. You don't need the bar. We'll also do, counter to that, $250 worth of Power Bill merch. So you can pick one or the other. And it, we're going to try and make these, these uh, instructions pretty simple, but there's a couple things we want you to do. You got to follow the homie at Weez on Instagram. Yes, sir. Follow Power Build Lifting Club on Instagram. And this is going to be the kicker here. We're going to put a secret phrase in another couple minutes into this podcast that you're going to have to watch and find. And then you're going to go to Sean. Sean's Instagram, he's going to make a post about the episode, 
you'll know it. It'll be something happy power related. You're going to have to comment the secret phrase. After you do that, come back to this podcast and comment done. Oh, wait. And they got to be subscribed to the YouTube channel. That's they right. That's right. Yeah, we got to get that sub. We got to get that sub. we're checking, too. Yeah, we're, we're going to be checking. We're gonna, we have quality control now. <laughs> yes, sir. So, again, follow Weez. Follow Power Lifting Club. Wait for the secret phrase. Comment that on Sean's post. Come back to the YouTube. <laughs> comment done. And make sure you fucking subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to check. If you don't subscribe, you're fucked. That's all That's I'm going right. to say. Sean will fucking DM your parents. You got to be the first one. Oh, well, Shit. I mean... Are we doing the first one to do it? We're not doing the first one. You yeah, guys are all going to have a chance. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, you crazy. Crazy. Like, <laughs> No, it, it's going to be, you're going to be picked random. We're going to pick you randomly. You all have a great opportunity here. Free bar, free merch. You know, fairly Lots. easy instructions, but you got to follow along, guys. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll get back into it, though. Um, one of the things I want to talk to you about before we kind of, like, wrap it up is we got to get away from powerlifting a little bit. Okay. I want to talk to you about like some of your entrepreneurial uh, ventures. Mm-hmm. So we got a couple things that like I, I talked to you a little bit about it, but I just want to hear more. Like I know you did like the sneaker. Yeah. Would you like? I, I know I you was, did a sneaker thing. Now you do some of the crypto NFT. You do, yeah. Let's get into like some of the like more entrepreneurial. Right. So um, I was like a sophomore in high school, and I was sitting in math class with this kid named Nick Sihan, and. It, he we were just talking and we were talking about like summer jobs or whatever and we were we were just kind of contemplating like how could we make more money how could we make money without working harder and he was telling me about supreme (laughs) you guys all know supreme right and uh he's telling me about these shirts that had just a red box on it named supreme that were selling for like a thousand dollars and i was like what the hell you know box logo tees yeah and so lo and behold like we got into flipping supreme just like while in class, like we it'd be 11 a.m. on a Thursday, and we'd get on the Supreme site and buy anything, and then flip it like like an hour or so later for like a hundred bucks more. So I started like just like buying like a Supreme hat, uh, like for like 80 bucks, and I sold it for like 130 to like this kid in my school, and then just like scaling myself over time, buying more and more Supreme items every single week, to the point where Supreme ended for the spring, and what was left was sneakers. And so that's when I got into sneakers and sneak like sneaker reselling is a whole world in itself. Um, like getting into like the sneaker bots and all of that, like computer programs and having to flip shoes over time. And I would sell shoes to like StockX and Stadium Goods, and I did that since uh, until like sophomore year of college. And so I got like a good like four years out of it, and I made a lot of money doing it. But eventually, what happened is that so many kids got into trying to flip sneakers that that the supply of sellers outweighed the demand of like people of of sneakers you know Hmm. it's just basic supply and demand so what you'd see was that the profit margins were getting a lot lower over time to the point where it wasn't really worth the hassle and profit to do anymore uh it was just like there was just way too many flippers involved. I guess it seemed like at first it was like monopolized. Like it was like a small amount of people selling a lot of yeah. shoes. And then as you see, it started like And you see like all these like 13, 14 year olds getting into using their mom's credit cards to buy sneakers. Oh, 100%. And just undercutting each other over time just drove the profits way down to the I point think- where it just wasn't profitable anymore. I was hmm. in like my sophomore year of college when I found out people were using bots. Like yeah. I wonder why like, I can't get any sneakers during the fucking drops. And like yeah. it's because like kids are. 
buying like 30 pairs of sneakers with a bot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, it's good those were the fire right. days, like yeah, when the Legend Blues came out, all that. Like, dude, people were outside with tents. That's how you made like good friends. Like right. literally, you outside yeah. in line with randoms. Those just, were memories. No, for real. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it just got to the point where it just wasn't worth the hassle anymore. And that's when someone who I met through sneakers started telling me about NFTs. And that was um, in June of this year or, or last year. And that's when I, that was like right before the whole NFT craze really picked up. So I got in early, like it wasn't like as early as like the beginning, but June, like May and June was relatively early relative to all the people involved in NFTs now. And I was able to make a lot of money doing it, like a lot of money. And um, that's kind of where I am now, just investing in Ethereum and then also NFTs and um, just trying to make even more money to the point where hopefully like I don't have to, I can kind of chill and like establish myself a couple streams of passive income. and Live on a beach. Just do what I want. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Having like uh, financial freedom. Right. But yeah, when the, um, like, ha- like the NFT thing's kind of new to me. Like yeah. I dove into crypto a little bit yeah. a while back, but the NFT thing of late started trying to learn a little bit more. Like where, where would, like how did you kind of, like I know you said you obviously had like, a guy, a friend that like kind of give you a little insight, yeah. but like, wh- how do you keep up with this shit? Everyone's telling me like, you got to be on Twitter. That's like, <laughs> it's a big you, learning curve. Yeah. It's yeah. just like this weird world that like, I just, I don't know. It's like almost mm-hmm. like a little overwhelming to get into. I'm oh, just like, I don't sure. know if I have enough time to like fucking dive into this. No. Shit. Yeah. You need to kind of put your all into it because if you want to half ass it, you're likely going to lose all your money. Yeah. Especially with how many people are involved and how competitive it is now. But Dude, there's NFTs for everything. I feel yeah. like there's like a, a basketball. It's, it's definitely NFT blowing up. Yeah. yeah. It's blowing up. Yeah, Everyone's like doing a top shot and all that. It's like, crazy. Yeah. Um, I'd, I would say Twitter and Discord are your best friends. Just following the right people on Twitter. There's like a whole NFT culture on Twitter. No, yeah. literally. And, and Discord, like servers for each different project, like NFT project that's out. But then uh, just like source of, sources of information for people trying to flip NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you want to get into it, you really have to. You have to have a large bankroll to get it. I started with $1,000. Now you can't do that anymore. You got to start with... Like at, Ten. Like, like at least $10,000, yeah. just being realistic if, if you want to get into it. And even then, your margin for mistakes is very small. Like, you can't really fuck up at all. Um, but, yeah, NFTs, uh, like Twitter and Discord is definitely your best friend. Um, but, yeah, it's it can be very lucrative if done right. Yeah, it seems like a whole new world, truly. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we didn't even get a chance to talk with Jeff, but he's kind of into it pretty deep it seems like Ooh, not not this jeff this. jeff perry he was yeah, on like episode yeah. two but we gotta have I him no man we gotta have him back get a little more insight there yeah. but one thing i'll say for the people anyone that's gonna get into nfts that I, I need to disclaim is that most nfts are scams and that most are going are going to eventually go to zero at, over time it, it's the very less than one percent few projects that will actually stand the test of time and create value for their holders but don't just think that you're going to buy any nft and then sell it for 100 200 percent it's not going to yeah. happen is there a way like you got any to say, secrets way to, like, that like the, you know or like you like want yeah. 
what's like a standout like this shit's junk compared to like right. all right this might actually be good well you got to look at like the team so this is what i'm saying where like you have to be all in because you have to know the culture and know the people that are creating these teams of individuals in order to make a project and you have to look at what they're trying to accomplish or whether or not it's feasible you have to look at the artist and see if people actually value their art and if nobody values their art it could just be some junk and no one cares and it just it's like a lot of these nfts that you're seeing advertised on instagram or like paid ads on instagram or twitter or facebook they're just cash grabs trying to sell out and they're just they're they're not going to do anything it's just people trying to make a bag yeah like no longevity like no where it's going to like add value yeah you're just value. wasting yeah. your money and it's a shame because like that's that's what perpetuates the idea of like people or the stereotype of people just spending their money on a worthless image you know because people are trying to get in like and strike the iron while it's hot and catch the flash in the pan of making a quick buck and then getting out of there yeah i know? feel like that time might already be over it yeah. could be like we don't know yeah. you know like um i know there's so the nfts you typically buy with crypto right yeah it's all like most like 99.9 percent .9 of good nfts are hosted on the ethereum blockchain. that's what i was trying to, i was going to say like is it you you have a better chance if it's like with ethereum because like i've you right. know somebody else i was talking to in a gym our boy Corey, he like showed me a few that were like solana yeah so most solana nfts are shit. yeah and it's just like the best analogy i could describe is like you buy most like expensive art in the real world with the us dollar it's just people use ethereum as the currency to buy and sell nfts with yeah. it's just like all through, done through ethereum because ethereum in itself was a digital currency that people can like buy sell trade and like transfer like the actual nft with you yeah know? it's not like you, you can't do it really with the us dollar unless it's like a derivative uh like tether or like usdc coin that's yeah. on the ethereum blockchain yeah some of these people are probably like, what the fuck are they yeah, doing? I feel better now. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's say, I, a lot to get into. I yeah. feel better because like, I knew a good amount of what he was talking about this time. No, like, yeah, yeah. Hearing it, I'm like, all right, right. Like, I, yeah, I've heard yeah, this I was thing trying before. to like, make it relatable. Like, yeah. I'm trying. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's a learning curve. Yeah. So like, yeah, in order to know how it works, you have to really get into it. But I'm trying to make it understandable so most people can understand. Like Literally yeah. on my way out of college, like, I was an economics major. Mm -hmm. And like literally NFT started to pop off as I was like getting out of college. So we didn't learn too much about it. But yeah. like just to, like you said, the derivatives of different like um, currencies is yeah. important for like I know NFTs and cryptos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, And I think it's also like... Yeah, there's going to be probably a ton of opportunities going forward for NFTs, but like they're going to be like, yeah, like I was going to get into this like Solana one, but I was like, I don't know, like just seems like it was like cheaper to get into. You know what I mean? Like I could, you could probably pick one up for like a couple hundred USD. It was like, I don't know what it was in Solana, but like it would have cost me like $300 to get. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is this like. You don't remember the name of the project, do you? I almost I, guarantee I you it was shit. Probably. Like there's all these like goofy names for the projects. Like I, I didn't even like. Div, you know give enough time to like get to that point but if it's to the point where someone in here is trying to show you a project it's likely shit yeah <laughs> i'm just being honest yeah i think that's what's going to happen a lot now like, <laughs> no, as the popularity real, like, like continues to grow yo you're have you see... heard of like the bored llamas like no get that <laughs> out of here you know what i mean yeah it, you're gonna see I, all the bored get, animals now get it out yeah. What was it? The big the one was Bored Apes, right? Yeah, that, that was, was like, that was like the original 10k uh, project that really like set the tone and paved the way for NFTs. 
And people always talk about, oh, there's going to be a next, like, Bored Ape, like, project. There's going to be a next Bored Ape Yacht Club. That's like saying there's going to be, like, a next Mona Lisa. There's yeah. never going to be another one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that. No, I can't. You can't. Well, I mean, okay. So, like, doodles. Uh, I had, like, 50 doodles. For people that know NFTs, they know what the doodles are. I, doodles I, ha are. I had, like, 50 doodles. I had, like, 100 galactic apes that I don't know if they're doing well anymore, which is where I'm saying most NFTs go, go to zero. But I sold them while they did well. It's all about timing the market, which is very hard to do. Um... I like cool pets right now. There's, I'm not gonna show you my bags, but or what I've invested in. But yeah, I mean, I I made a lot of money like while it was good. So yeah. What was I gonna say? Um, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to say it for tax purposes, but I mean, I think most of my my shit is already doxed, which means like it's already out there to the public. So yeah, it's yeah, whatever. That's what I was gonna say. As far as the NFTs go, just for like you know some of the people watching. Um, what like i don't know maybe now it's kind of like a individual but per project is there a time you have like if you buy in is there a time that you have to flip or is it kind of like i mean it's whatever? free reign but like you there's usually a pattern in which nfts follow when it comes to price action or what they're going so I feel like they if you tend to flip money. quick right yeah, like exactly. they tend like people tend to buy and then it's like they're already like looking to sell that's what i'm saying so hence the undercutting and it drives the prices down yeah. so oftentimes you'll see when a project releases they have what's called a whitelist which means it's like a vip like you get to mint this before the general public yeah so people who are able to get on that list they usually are able to sell for a premium because most of the most of the supply isn't out yet so the supply is low um, and then once like uh, thousands more are released, the prices go down and people try to sell. But then from then on, it's kind of it depends on how what the act if the project is high quality or not to see like whether it's going to go up or down in the long term. A lot of times people will sell like sell the uh, like an NFT from a project immediately and everyone sells. But because everyone sold and like the the Drops. project actual it, it it'll drop. Mm -hmm. But then. In very rare instances, like most of the times they just go down, but if the project is actually good and it's actually gonna stand the test of time, then you'll see NFTs, like that project skyrocket to like mm -hmm. 10 Ethereum plus, and like people start FOMOing in, which is like fear of missing out, they yeah. start FOMO buying in, and it drives the price up even more. And yeah. it's like this perpetual it's like cycle. The people of who've like, been there, like, yeah. getting the So it's essentially yeah. just like trading emotions, and it's like, oh, are people like bullish or bearish on a project? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got you. I don't yes. think I've ever talked about that publicly ever. So like, no, you just gave us some game, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exclusive game. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, Expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's always interesting to hear about. Um, so I know you got the meet coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, anything else we want to touch on before we kind of wrap this up? We got to plug in the secret phrase right now. Oh, we do got to do that. What are we gonna make the secret phrase? Honey hot wings. Honey hot wings. <laughs> honey hot wings. <laughs> uh, I like that. Honey, honey hot, hot wings. wings. <laughs> Shout out Pop Bill's favorite. Honey hot wings. All doing? right, yeah. I mean, you're gonna see uh, a lot of that in the comments. Honey hot honey wings, <laughs> honey oh, hot man. wings. Don't fuck it up. Do not fuck it up. If you spell it wrong, you're not getting included. Yeah, if you not. spell it wrong, you're out. Grammar's important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go to class. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm glad we got into the NFT stuff. It's always interesting to kind of hear about that. Mm -hmm. But I'll say, man, when you think of happy power, don't just think about like people coming and we talking about ways, man. It's a lot of variety on here. Yeah, like I mean, power is great. 
We right. got lives. The other stuff. Oh, the, like, everyone's been requesting that. like the business oh. stuff. They want to know the behind the scenes. I think like everyone's like <laughs> oh. NFTs are popping right now. The crypto game, like, mm-hmm. and I feel like nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing with that. So it's good to like get some real insight on somebody who's had a little success with it. Most so. people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and that's I, why it's like I'm almost hesitant to talk to people in the gym about it because I'm like, I don't no, know, dude, like, like, I, I don't, don't know what you're saying. You don't even know what you're saying. Like we're wasting time right now. That's like, what I'm saying. Like I. Like, I've had so many conversations, and people were like, oh, what do you think of this? Oh, like, did you see that? And it's like, I was like thinking, my, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't see. I'm thinking to myself, like, you just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's truly a waste of time. It's the way they pose the question to, like, oh, did you see this? Like, it makes them sound like they're about to say some intelligent shit when it's like, I really do this. I'm like, you yeah, know, no, like, I really yeah. do this. Like, like, I'm like looking at this, say, like, 12 hours a day. Like, I'm really doing this. I didn't pick up a textbook with the words in it. I still don't feel comfortable talking about it. I'm just like, nah, I'll just right. wait until somebody, like, you know, come get me some games so I can figure out yeah. what's going on or if I do get into it, where I need to go. Like, mm-hmm. Pretty sure a lot of people didn't know, like, in order to get into the NFT game, you need 10K. A lot of people yeah, probably did ideally, not know that because like, otherwise you fall into the trap of just like buying trash. Yeah, and, you lose, and then you're just like burning money. You you're lose literally your money. burning money. Like it's down the drain. Well, she got like a upcoming like secret and like crypto business and all that shit. Yeah, I'm trying to start my own project right now. Um, we're in the process of trying to still assemble a team. We've been talking to a couple different people, a couple different artists. Um, but nothing solidified yet, so I just don't want to say anything about that. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is it is happening, <laughs> and once things are set in stone, I'll come public about it. But until then, I got to keep it all under wraps. But you got some things in the works. Yeah, it's 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 in the works, and I'm putting a lot of time towards it. Um, and like, it's not gonna be a bullshit ass project. Like, it's gonna like, it would be worth your time to invest. But that's that. This just proves like pilots are just a small piece of Oh yeah. Yeah, like, people people from this side um, know me as, like, just, like, a person that posts on Instagram. Like, that's, like, like literally 25% of my life. I just have, like, so many other things going on. And, like, people that know me through sneakers or NFTs, when they find out about this powerlifting side, they're like, what the hell is this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. What? You squat 700 pounds? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? People yeah, have that's no good. Clue. I mean, yeah, people should diversify a little bit. You know, like, some of these people take powerlifting a little too serious. They're like... Only all they do is powerlift. It's like guys, like when, there's some things outside of powerlifting. What did, like, what did y'all say last time? What we was on the podcast with me. What did y'all say? Y'all said um, y'all do eight hour shifts powerlifting. Oh, yeah. Don't make no fucking <laughs> yeah. money. Right. It's like damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like when anyone makes their entire, per- it's not even just powerlifting. It's just when anyone makes their entire their life, entire personality thing. or. Uh, life based off one thing is just like red flag. Yeah, yeah, literally. You know, they tend to not have as much success in that area as well. Like, if <laughs> yeah. you're like over invested into something, like if one thing goes wrong, those are the people that have meltdowns. Yeah, and like, you're screwed. You know. So you I can't. Know. I can't even tell you like how many times I'm pretty sure we could all speak on this. Like lifting. And people are looking at your session like, yeah, man, that's going great. You're like, bro, this is dog shit. Like, there's more bad days than good, I promise you. Like, some days you just come in, you just feel like ass. You don't feel like training. Like, if we made our lives about this shit, we'd probably be knocking people out in the park. Like, <laughs> low-key, just outside, just, hey, man, smack them. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, got to just be, like you said, diversify a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. don't got to be one, one-way one street all the time. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. The world's getting weird. NFTs, crypto, metaverse, we're all going to be fucking, 
We're all gonna be like anime characters soon. Oh my god, World War Three! I don't even know. If <laughs> we should, yeah, World War Three. <laughs> it is a crazy time to be alive. Like right now in 2022. Insane. With like everything going on, it this there's gonna be an its own chapter in the history of books called like the COVID era, and then the whole post-COVID era because right. everything after that happened, like we are living through history right now. There's gonna be history books about this shit. Summertime, we're literally all gonna be riding bikes. We Every might be shit. Everybody Summer be t- tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm selling the truck. Everybody's gonna be riding bikes, man. Seventy five dollars to fill my tank. That's fucking bro. crazy. Damn. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. crazy. We don't even want to get into the gas price. I'm Not at all. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah PTSD. Damn. 100%. Bro, twenty nineteen was a crazy time. Like twenty nineteen, I'd go. I don't know if I'd go back, but low key, some parts I'd want back. <laughs> no, you know for I mean? real, like no, for real. Like it was much simpler back then. It was much simpler time back in 20, 2017 thing, like, through tw- twenty nineteen. Right before like quarantine happened, gas prices were like a dollar fifty. Yeah, like dollar sixty. Oh yeah. Like, now we're pushing five dollars. Dude, I I looked the other day. I just stopped it at like a half because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out. I'm out. It's like man, like for the first time, like I usually just fill my car up. Like yeah. Nah. Now you gotta be careful with everything around here, man. <laughs> like, for real. You gotta, gotta cap be, it off. Like, low yeah. key, man. Crazy. Shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Shit. All right, guys. I think we're gonna wrap it up there. We try and keep the episodes around like an hour. We don't wanna bore you too much, but I think this episode was incredible. How we long got, was that? Probably like an hour, a little over that. Uh, I think we're at like under like an hour. Like oh, yeah. Minutes, so yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, pretty good. Okay. That's money. That's pretty good. No, that's good with the time. Didn't feel like an hour. No, no. Not really. Not at all. No. So, yeah, Sean, appreciate you coming on, man. We'll obviously get you back. Like, he's here. He's at school right now. But we'll get you – next time you're back, we'll get you on again. I feel like you got a lot of really good information. Mm-hmm. It's cool to kind of get the insight on somebody like, you know, at the high level of powerlifting. You got a lot of other things going on. So I appreciate that. Hell, yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. And uh, make sure you guys obviously, you know, comment, like, hit the notification bell, subscribe if you haven't. You know that we're going to be angry if you don't do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully everyone who's watched, good luck in the giveaway, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Honey hot wings. Honey hot wings. Yes, Peace. sir. <laughs>